You're listening to Right Healthy, Right Whole, your go-to podcast for mind, body, spirit, and creative health for writers by a writer. I'm your host, Carrie Schaefer. Now let's get healthy together. Hey, writer friends. Today's been a bit of a rough day here so far in our little house in the woods. I woke up feeling actually pretty good this morning. I had a good night's sleep and I was happy, motivated, feeling creative. And then all of the emotions started hitting. And I realized that it's been going on like that for the last week or so. The, the emotions are everywhere for me, from joy to feeling like things are weirdly normal to anger and frustration and irritation and just feeling tired or sad or crying at very small provocation. And I realized that I'm in grief. And It took a while for me to see that, even though I'm fairly familiar with grief, both personally and professionally, because it's a weird sort of grief, isn't it? It's not like in my world, anybody has died or I've lost a specific thing other than a trip to Japan and a writer's retreat I was all excited about, but those are small in the grand scheme of things, really. It's still grief, though, and I realized it's collective grief. We are all in this, and not just my little part of the world, but the whole world. My county, my state, your state, our entire country, Canada, where I grew up, and the whole rest of the world. Some of us are grieving the actual loss and death of people that we love. We're grieving the loss of jobs. And all of us are grieving the loss of life as we know it. The little things that we take for granted, like going to the grocery store without being afraid that we're going to catch some horrible disease while we're there from another shopper or the person behind the cash register. Things like not being able to go out to a restaurant or have a wedding or graduate from high school or college in an official ceremony, even funerals where we do so need to come together for collective grieving aren't happening in a lot of places right now because we can't all gather together. So it's a huge kind of a loss on a global catastrophic scale. And I know I'm not the only one feeling this. As writers, the impact is also on our creative world. We, if we have deadlines or are professional writers, then we need to get to our writing because that's our work. That's our livelihood. And there's a whole nother layer of fear there for most of us. Are people still going to buy our books? Will the publishing companies survive? It's a whole nother level of grief and anxiety and loss. So in this time, 
many of the things that I know from my personal experience dealing with uh, grief and loss, and also from being a counselor, so professionally working with people who are grieving. I have some suggestions for you today, and I just want to offer them up as suggestions. Because when I was in times of grief and people tried to tell me how to do my grieving, nothing made me more angry. I have thrown grief books at the wall. I I used to say one of the most satisfying uses for a grief book is the thud it makes when it hits the wall. And nobody can tell you how to grieve or how you should grieve. We all do it in a different way. And the same goes for how should you write or get to your creativity in the time of a pandemic crisis such as we're all experiencing right now. For some of you, you know, maybe getting to your writing is not a priority or something that you even want to think about right now, and that's fine. Let it go. If you're not a professional writer and you don't get the comfort from writing and it's not a place where you want to go for escape, let it go for now. It'll be back. This won't last forever and your creative drive will return. So it's okay to let it go. For those of us who do have those deadlines and professional contracts, then there's a little more pressure. And so doing work to reduce the pressure and step away from anxiety and back into peace and trust to process our emotions, to be kinder to ourselves, these things really do help us to get to work and to stay at work. And sometimes for some of us, the work itself is the comfort and the solace. And what a blessing if that is the case for you. So here's 10 suggestions that I've put together that I find helpful, that my clients have found helpful through other kinds of grief, and that I'm hoping some of these might be helpful for you. So the first one is just honor whatever you feel. As far as emotions go, they're likely to be all over the place right now. Emotions are messy, but they're also normal and they're important. And everything you feel is valid, whether it seems logical or not, that doesn't matter. It's helpful to just honor that, to accept that and not be judging yourself. I know I tend to judge myself for getting emotional, but it's normal and natural and totally to be expected right now. It helps to journal those feelings sometimes, to just take the time to get them out on paper. As writers, we do have that option available to us. If you can channel it into your writing, that's awesome. Do you have characters who are feeling some of these things you're, you're feeling right now? A sense of isolation, of frustration, of uncertainty, anger, grief, whatever those emotions are. Can you translate that into your characters and use it to amp up your story? Another thing that's really helpful, and honestly, I totally swear by this right now, is called Emotional Freedom Technique, or EFT for short. And it's a system of tapping your fingers lightly on meridian points on your body. It's based on the same sort of principles as acupuncture. And it really, really helps to dial back those emotions that that we consider negative, 
I hate to call them negative emotions because I think all emotions are valid and I don't like to label them as negative, but let's just call them those emotions that get in the way of getting to your writing or the ones that you would prefer not to be feeling because they're uncomfortable. So what EFT does is you just talk through a little uh, story, really, in a way, as you tap through these meridian points. And it's very easy to do. I strongly recommend a website um, called The Tapping Solution, and it's just thetappingsolution.com. There's also a free app which I just love the app. And it has some free uh, tapping meditations that are specific to the coronavirus. And it really, I love the work on the tapping solution because it not only helps to bring down those emotions, it also helps us to make a shift in a transition to feeling what we do want to feel. So maybe peace or productivity or maybe even a little bit of joy, no matter what is going on. I really recommend those, and I found them very helpful for myself. Another thing is just give yourself permission to escape into your creative world, or to love reading a book, or to feel gratitude that you're safe and well, even when other people aren't. I know we often feel guilty, like it's wrong for us to feel joy when others are suffering, especially I think a lot of us writers are empathic type of people. It helps us to engage, uh, to write our characters in lots of ways because we are so tied to other people's emotions. But the very gift that gives us that empathy for others also often makes us feel guilty if we think about being joyful or creative when others are suffering. And the way that I've made peace with this is really understanding that I can't help anybody else by me being miserable myself. So if I'm in a place where I can feel some joy, where I can get to my creative work, where I do have things that I can feel grateful for, Doing that is more helpful to others than allowing myself to be sucked into misery and despair. So no guilt for being able to create if you can. And don't feel selfish for taking that time to create because we need that. How much comfort have you taken in reading a good book? I know I turned last night, uh, one of my friends has written a book called The Match, uh, The Beginners, no, Matchmaking for Beginners. And it's by Maddie Dawson. And I loved this book when I first read it. And last night I turned to it again because this character named Blix is so wise and and so uh, calm in the face of, you know, personal crisis in her view on the world. I needed her in my life. I wanted her to be able to sit in the room and drink coffee with me and talk to me. And I can't have that, but I can find her in a book. So if you can write something that provides some distraction for somebody or gives them something to laugh at or some joy or some comfort, that's not selfishness. That's a gift that's doing your part for the world right now. Another thing is just be extra kind to yourself. Emotions are all over the place. We're all kind of at a hair trigger, I think. I know the Viking and I got into it. Well, I'm not going to call it a fight, but there were tears and loud voices. And it was over something stupid. (laughs) Fights often are, right? But even more so now, I think. 
And so if you find yourself doing that, don't beat yourself up. Don't beat up your loved one. Extend extra love and compassion to yourself and to those who are closest to you during this time. Just knowing that our emotions are very close to the surface right now. We're vulnerable or we're angry. And so it's very easy to get into those kinds of confrontations. Also, people are home. We're on top of each other, right? Instead of going out and doing things. So it's going to happen. When it happens, forgive yourself, forgive your partner, let it go. Don't let it be something that you beat yourself up over and let it keep you from getting to your work for the rest of the day. Again, tapping can totally help with letting that go. Number four, engage in active gratitude. And I mean active gratitude. Go looking for it all day long. Make gratitude lists. Say things out loud that you're thankful for. Start small, very small with the cup of coffee or your favorite beverage or the fact that you have a roof over your head or that when you look up, you can see something that you like to see. Be grateful for that breath that you just drew into your lungs. This is totally something to be thinking about right now when we know there are people out there who are struggling to breathe. So being grateful for our own ability to draw in a breath and then release it. While we're at that, just take a deep breath on purpose right now. In another, let that oxygen go to your brain. It will help feed your feed your thinking and your creative processes and help you relax at the same time. Number five, avoid spending all your time on the bad stuff. I know it's such a temptation to just keep checking in all day long what's new on the news feeds. How many people have died? Where's the virus spreading? How bad is it? Uh, Checking your social media feeds for that too. But the more we look at that, the darker it all seems, the bigger it all seems. And as you know, a lot of the news outlets are always going to paint the darkest picture. And there are a lot of other people out on your social media feeds who are afraid and who are engaging in catastrophizing, which means, you know, just looking for the absolute worst case scenarios. The more you're in that, the more you're going to believe that that's all there is. And you're going to forget that there are good things out there. There are good people doing good things. This is going to pass There have been pandemics before in the history of the world multiple times. Humanity has survived. We're going to find a way to get through this. So instead of focusing on the bad things, do the shift back to gratitude and look for anything that is going well. Number six, be kind to your body. Very often we forget that we are whole beings, our minds, our bodies, our spirits are created, they're not separate from each other. So when we are grieving, our bodies definitely take a hit. You might find that you're feeling really tired, that you want to take more naps, that you just feel exhausted. And this is normal to grief. I found the other day I was writing and I just needed, I stopped and I just laid down on the floor. (laughs) And that's something I used to do during the time after my husband died to deal with that just overwhelming physical exhaustion. It often means when you're feeling that too, that you need to take a minute to be kind to yourself, to tend to your emotions, that you might have some grief that needs to be processed. 
other ways to be kind to your body. You're probably craving comfort foods and alcohol right now. And while I'm not saying don't eat any of those things, just go easy. Maybe limit your quarantinis. Cut back a little on those sugary and high fat sweets and find some things that are good for your body as well. And then get some kind of exercise. Something, you know, if you can go outside, that's always the best, I think, because it helps to clear us and get a new perspective. But if it's not safe to go outside, then don't do that. Yoga is awesome if you can. Some kind of, uh, you can do a walking meditation in your house. Just moving slowly and focusing on every step. Put on some music and dance to it. Get a friend on the phone and have a dance party. Number seven, laugh whenever you can. Just like seeking out the gratitude, go looking for the opportunities to laugh. Stream those comedies, watch funny stuff on YouTube, laugh with your friends, tell jokes, start a trend on Facebook where everybody's posting memes, whatever you can find to keep you laughing. It brings oxygen into your brain. It helps your immune system. It increases your your good feeling uh, hormones. It just makes you feel better. And it's going to help you be able to be more creative and get to your writing. If at all possible, if it's safe, get outside. And if you can't, open your curtains, make a point of looking at the sky bring in a little bit of light. <laughs> Look at your animals like you're a National Geographic explorer phot photographing a wild animal, you know, that is rare and unknown. Pet your animals more. There's so much healing in that anyways, but find ways to connect with nature. Uh, if you have a house plant, put it where you can see it and be close to it. All those kinds of things are extremely helpful. Listen to music. And find something uplifting, not the sad, sad, sad songs. It's not a time for that. Find things that help you feel better, that uplift you in some way. I have a soundtrack of happy songs for uh, times where I need them. And so creating something like that, having go-to songs that bring up your mood and help you feel better, that's another awesome thing to do. And the last one, number 10, is just adjusting your expectations. As writers, we are almost always super hard on ourselves. And this is not a time for that. So whatever is working for you, that's great. And if things aren't working, be kind to yourself. This is not an easy time. There's big stuff going on. This is a global historic event we're living through. And there's maybe not as much bandwidth for our creative lives as there usually is. And that's okay. So honor that. And be willing to maybe shift things up. So if you're having a hard time focusing, sometimes it helps to switch to something else. Like the other morning, I couldn't focus at all, but my brain was awesome at brainstorming because it just wanted to go in a whole bunch of different directions. So to sit down and start listing down all the things I want to do or ideas for my story, that worked great. That was fine. So finding, you know, what's working for you. If you can't get into the flow, maybe you can 
do some brainstorming like that. Or if you're usually a plotter and you're trying to plot right now, but you can't think clearly and logically, maybe you can do something more emotional and get into a character's head and write a character emotional sketch. If you work for long stretches, maybe that's not working out for you, but maybe you can write for five minutes or 15 and then take a break and then come back. So those kinds of things, just being willing to shift it up a little to be willing to write maybe not with the same quality as usual, to accept that your output might be lower. These things are helpful. Just lowering those expectations, being kind to yourself, accepting that you're living in a time that's not necessarily conducive to getting your writing done and lowering your expectations. And after all of that, like I said at the beginning, if this works for you, any of it, awesome. Do what works. If it doesn't work, ignore it all, please. Find what your inner self tells you is helpful and do that thing. You're the expert on you. You're the only one who knows. So take a minute to get still and to just listen to yourself with your journal or a little moment of meditation Figure out what would be the next thing that would feel good for you to do and go do that. This has been Carrie Schaefer talking to you on Write Healthy, and I'll see you again next time. Be well.